Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. This is just to let you know that the Cinema Catch-Up Club has an official Patreon page. If you'd like to become an official member of the club and get some bonus goodies, including early access material and bonus features only available to our patrons, then please join up at patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast. And now for this week's episode. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club podcast, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, Disney are releasing another remake, live action, of one of their cartoons. So we're going to look at the cartoon and, you know, allow you at home to do a compare and contrast. Uh, the film this week is Aladdin, to mark the release of Aladdin, brackets 2019. Joining me, as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's Alex McVeigh, everybody! Hello! You've not seen Aladdin. I know, I'm quite ashamed. That's yeah. all it's I your, really have to say. Your dirty little secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally out. I've, I, I, yeah, I didn't really grow up watching a lot of Disney films. So I've seen a couple of them, but haven't seen the vast majority of them or have seen them later in life. And Aladdin is one that I still haven't got to. Well, that's okay. We're here to help. Now, um, Aladdin, what do you actually know about the story of Aladdin? So I... Look, anything that's been in other pop culture references, I assume The Simpsons made reference to it at some point, so I will know that. I don't know. Did they? Maybe? They must have. Probably. Um, I, I mean, there is a Simpsons connection, which we'll get to later. Oh, okay. um, but I know that there is a character named Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I believe there may be a female character named Jasmine. I know that there is a small bird. I know that there is a genie played by Robin Williams, mm-hmm. uh, who apparently is basically playing himself. Uh, I understand that there is a... The villain is Jafar, I think. And there is a talking... Maybe talking flying carpet i don't know if it talks it flies Hmm. um and then they they sing um i can show you the world um while flying on the carpet what's that song called a whole new world is that right he's got it i think you might have seen this film alex (laughs) (laughs) because pretty much everything you said there was on the money does the carpet talk or does it just fly yeah (laughs) you're gonna discover for yourself does it get like turned into a human being at the end through the power of magic Oh, is that a safe Disney guess though? Like, I know the tropes a little bit. I mean, I'll be honest, that that is a pretty good guess for a lot of Disney films. Uh, Joining us as our person who has seen the film and one of our resident Disney experts, it's Nicola Brescianini. Hi. How you doing, Nick? I'm good, thank you. Um, When did you last see Aladdin? How many Uh... hours has it been? (laughs) (laughs) Um... I don't know the last time I saw the movie. It was probably just before I went to Disney World in January. But I did go see the stage show when it was here. Oh, so did I. It was good. It was yeah, it was pretty good. I'm presuming you didn't see it, Alex. Uh, no. Okay. Um, it was yeah, it was pretty good. It was. It's interesting. Um, it, it's something we'll probably get more into in the in the review section of the mm-hmm. program. But um, the the differences between obviously what they do on stage as opposed to what happens in the film because the stage show is yeah extra characters it's a bit longer as well um i i thought it was okay in 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 terms of like the the extra bits i i know they built those extra bits and those extra characters from bits that were in the original concept for this film um but yeah it's almost more just like it's fun to see 
how are they going to do this bit? How are they going to show the Cave of Wonders? Yes. And those bits I really enjoyed. Yeah, and the carpet. Yeah, the carpet. That I, was pretty impressive. The carpet effect was amazing. Yeah, yes. I was I was like, oh, we yeah. around. You know what? What am I, I talking about? <laughs> I, I haven't. Yeah. Um, and uh, now I know that there is a Cave of Wonders, yes, which is, is a massive spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, they pretty much opened the film with it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. There wasn't much wonder left anymore. <laughs> I think I've learned everything. It's more of a, I wonder what's in there, that kind of uh, thing. Is that where the carpet lives? While it has conversations or may not have conversations. I don't know. Do caves have carpets? We're going to have to find Oh, that's a good point, actually. Would you need a carpet in a cave? Mm. Really, if you're in a cave, you're not that fussed about interior design. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, they live in a cave. Is Aladdin like like um, an urchin? Like a street urchin? You're going to find out soon. Oh, and then I feel like Jasmine has all the money (laughs) and he's like a bit of a gold digger and goes after Jasmine and then she maybe... Like he has to convince her to slum to his level, and then she mm. does because of love, and then they fly on the carpet and sing. Oh, but he can show her the world, so he must be the one with the money. I no, no, no. all of all of this is wonderful hypothesis, and uh, I look forward to getting to show you the film to show you where you hit and where you missed. Okay, excited because you did pretty both. big swings. Yeah. <laughs> And we absolutely love it. All that being said, uh, shall we watch the film? Yes, Yes. Okay, for those of you at home, pop in your DVDs and prepare to see that whole new world as we watch Aladdin. And welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Aladdin. And I'm joined once again by Nicola. And Alex. Hello. So, Alex, that was your first time watching Aladdin. It was indeed. What did you think? I liked it. I thought it was good fun. I thought it was... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm. I thought it was a good bit of simple, harmless fun. Uh, it was it was really funny in some parts, a little bit funny in others, and just all around entertaining. Excellent. I was so glad you enjoyed it, because, yeah, it's... I mean, I mean my, my own feeling coming into it is, for me, Aladdin is one of my favourites of that sort of, um, of the Disney films, particularly of the Disney films I watched as a child. Yeah. Aladdin was always right up there for me, so I'm glad, I'm glad. And Nicola, for your first re-watching in maybe a day or two, or <laughs> how, however long it's been. It holds up. Yeah, it holds up. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is tremendously fun. Um, and I think it's, it's. It's it's quite a bit more fun than a lot of the other Disney films, I would say. Like other Disney mm. films, they ha- they have their fun characters and they have their fun moments. But I almost feel as though in Aladdin, um, they really are just sort of having a, a good time. Almost like it, it feels more like a pantomime than some of the others. Mm. Yeah, which just ties into what Alex was saying about it being so camp. Yeah, like a really simple plot, but really camp characters that you watch almost just for the character themselves. Yeah. In that we also mentioned that characters like. Um, the genie, Jafar, really probably don't have much in the way of character development, but they're just so mm. camp and entertaining that you just love watching yeah. them. Yeah, you don't care. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all fantastic. I mean, the plot, uh, what that there is, is very simple. There's a magic lamp. You can only get to the magic lamp, which is in the Cave of Wonders, if you have the diamond in the rough. That happens to be Aladdin. Jafar tricks Aladdin, but Aladdin ends up with the lamp, releases the genie, hilarity ensues. It's pretty. Men's. Yeah. <laughs> also, the carpet had some great dialogue. Can I just say? <laughs> well, he, he he didn't speak technically. No, but I think he might have been my favourite character. The and I know MVP. that. We, 
<laughs> we were teasing about that at the start, but it was actually... And again, we shouldn't gender the carpet, but the carpet itself was a great character. Yeah. Always there when you needed it to be and... Very loyal. Very loyal, mm. but simple. Really tied the film didn't together. Didn't ask for much. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, didn't ask at all. Well, <laughs> yeah. Although, when the carpet kissed Princess Jasmine's hand, it did make a noise. So there's a mouth somewhere on there. <laughs> I, I think we might have to suspend disbelief at this point. Yeah. I think if if a genie can do some of the things that it did mm. in, in this, then the, the carpet can mm. kiss a hand. Well, I think now is as good a time as any to address the genie. Um, seeing, address the genie in the room? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the genie, obviously played by uh, Robin Williams, uh, is a very big character uh, in this film. Um, what did you think of him, Alex? I enjoyed the genie i think maybe a bit to warm up to him it did i think when he first arrived on the scene i was like oh that's like a lot to take in really quickly it's quite jarring it is a mm. bit in the pacing of the of the film so far yeah you don't really i don't feel like we were sitting there going oh we really need someone to come in and liven it up it, it didn't mm. feel like that like it felt adventurous there was the carpet that was flying around there was the cave of wonders closing down yeah um and everything was really quite exciting and then to get the genie come along and in proper Robin Williams fashion, you only hear <laughs> and understand about half. Yeah, true. <laughs> but you also only understand about half of what he's saying because yeah. it's just so rapid and there's such specific references to things that you probably, you know, there were 1992 references <laughs> and you just don't get all like the Macy's Day Parade with the announcers at one point. Yeah, that's yeah. Unless you've seen the Macy's Day Parade or you know that that's what the announcers look mm-hmm. like and that's, you know, that's the bit that he's taking off. Mm. That's. Just Robin Williams, right? I mean, there's a Rodney Dangerfield impression in there. You know, it's it's things right, that... Right, there you go. Yeah, like if you're, um, if you're a young child watching this these days, most of the characters that are being referenced, it's a problem I, I, I find with um, if I try and rewatch The Animaniacs, uh, which was a cartoon series that was Warner Brothers owned and kind yeah. of took the mick a bit out of Disney-style animation studios. Right. But a lot of their... Uh, contemporary celebrity references of the time. You know, they were using people like Jack Palance, who, who's unfortunately been passed away for a while now. Oh, right. it, it, it is one of those things where you, sometimes you can look at it and go, oh yeah, we, we have obviously moved on. Like, I think even to be honest, someone like Jack Nicholson is, is, dated is now. fairly dated yeah. now. But I think in sort of the context of the character of the genie and specifically the context of who was playing the genie, I actually think it quite works because at no point is the genie going, oh, I am now Jack Nicholson. It's essentially, I'm making a point and I'm making it in this sort of, in a way that is almost like how these these impressions that he's doing are archetypes of the point Mm, that he's trying to make. But I also feel like the genie is what people have raved about in terms of this movie. Mm. I don't know how you could do it without Robin Williams very specifically and that makes me think about this live action movie that's coming out and thinking Mm. as wonderful a job as I'm sure Will Smith will do in that role it 100% won't be that role Mm. it won't be that character it's a big lamp to live up to (laughs) (laughs) but like it won't be the genie as most people will have grown up with him being because will smith is not going to do robin williams in a million years that's been a lot of the trepidation so far as far as people you know preparing for the movie to come out yeah excitement around it there's a lot of questions about how's will that's probably the biggest question i think people have how Um, is will smith going to how are you going to remake it at all there must have been a serious question around the table when they were talking about remaking it in saying well it's not going to be robin williams can Mm. it work like we were you, you sit and watch Jafar and you go, okay, yeah, there's a couple of people who could probably do a similar sort of character. There are people who could probably do the parrot's voice, quite funny. Um, but that wasn't 
That wasn't the genie as played by Robin Williams. That was Robin Williams going by the name of genie in this, <laughs> in this movie, you know. Well, I think one of the things, in a way, it has been addressed because the in the stage versions, the genie is very different. Yes. Um, the genie in that is a very, a very helpful spirit, um, is quite jovial quite jolly uh, very camp very camp it's extremely camp yeah um, right because okay. it's musical theater uh <laughs> but he, he he's um he, sorry uh, any of the characters not camp in the show? uh abu was pretty not camp i'd say oh abu yeah. oh good the abu talking wasn't in it oh sorry you mean the stage show yeah uh no they're oh, all that's camp. what i meant oh, yeah sorry, sorry. Camp, yes yeah. no in the stage show yes all uh camp is a row of tents but the um the 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 way they portray the genie in that show is um He's a character which breaks the fourth wall, talks to the audience, mm. uh, that kind of thing. That's how they do that kind of ah, right. that kind of energy. But uh, that works really well in, in theatre. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting. It's like a third, like, they're going to have to do something new. Yeah. I'm trying movie. to think of a comedic role I've seen Will Smith in. Fresh Prince was technically like a comedy. It had its, you know, its heartfelt moments. But, you know, Fresh Prince of Bella was technically a, a comedy. Men in Black Very is kind of a comedy. Too. Very sure. dark comedy, though. True, yeah. yeah. It's it's not. He, Will Smith wasn't getting cast in the same roles that Robin Williams was up for. No, it's, I, wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't have put Will Smith stars in Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. That wouldn't have been what I. I'd have loved to have seen that though. I <laughs> Good Morning Vietnam. Actually, you know, I would actually not mind that. I think he would have been quite good. <laughs> I just, I think you raised a Will point. Will Smith that he... in Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> <laughs> with the beard, like the ghost. <laughs> Um, I it, would like it, that. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, well, just, I, 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 for me, well, Will Smith at yeah. the moment is Pursuit of Happiness, and I am Legend. And I well, just... that's true. Um, I think it is going to be interesting to see what Will Smith does, and I look forward to hearing other people telling me about it because I have no interest in seeing this remake. Oh, I've, really? I've got to be honest. I've seen a few of the remakes. I saw the Cinderella remake. I quite liked it. I saw the Beauty and the Beast remake. Uh, mm. It was it was not really. I, I still preferred the animated version of that. Um, yeah. And nothing about this particular Aladdin version that's coming out is making me go, oh boy, gotta go see that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things that we'll we'll just have to wait and see collectively what it is. I'll uh, give you some feedback. Please do. Oh. I mean, I, I imagine people are going to be quite hesitant towards it just because it isn't Robin Williams. I think that is going to be but a so big issue. But so many remakes, it's, it's, this, is, this is what's tough, right? Because the idea of a remake is that it sort of takes advantage in a way not necessarily in a bad way but it takes advantage of the nostalgia that you have towards the original mm. yeah. whilst inherently not giving you the original and mm-hmm. any remake has that trouble sequels have that trouble yeah. when you say okay let me give you a taste of what you loved in the last one by giving you none of what you loved or not none but like you know a very different version of what yeah. you mm. and sequels had that problem for however long when we went through a i feel like there was a period there where everything was in trilogies mm. when the matrix came out that sort when of when we were children yeah mm. i feel yeah. like trilogies were a, a bit of a thing i don't yeah. know if they've always been a thing but aladdin felt like has they a were. trilogy oh yeah yeah there yeah. were two more aladdin films both uh, straight to straight to vhs straight to vhs sequels ah. but it's one of the better disney uh trilogies i would say mm. in terms of well I, the I, lion king that... is the best disney trilogy are you counting the third uh timon yes, and pumbaa rise and Guildenstern? That shit's funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know that shit existed. I disagree, but... Oh, really? I didn't like it. <gasps> I, I didn't like the second it. Lion King either, though. What? Yeah, it was okay, but I didn't... Sorry, there's a second like Lion King. There's three of them. Well, there's well, two and a half. Two, two and a half. 
Yeah, it's right. Yeah, Disney did it. Uh, I will fight you tooth and nail. The Lion King trilogy. Lion King. Okay, hang on. Let's let's just venture off here for a second. Wow, have Lion we King- maybe hit on a topic that Nicola's passionate <laughs> to talk about? Let's find so, out. Okay, so okay, so I'm going to preface this by saying I enjoy The Lion King. It is not in my top ten Disney movies. All right. Okay. I enjoy it. Same with Aladdin. I enjoy Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast. I enjoy it. Not in my top ten. But the Lion King's sequels are so funny. And the way, especially number three, and I'm sorry that you don't like it. I feel really bad for you. (laughs) But the way that it references it itself Mm. is so clever. It explains, just explaining bits of itself that are... Elements of the movie that Alex, for example, would sit there and go, but why did they do that? There's no backstory, no explanation. What was going on there? I guess the me, I didn't feel like I needed those explanations. I, I, I... It's not, I'll agree with you there. It's yeah. not a necessary film, yeah. but it's a funny parody of itself. It definitely is a parody of itself. I'll agree with you there. Um, but it just it, for me, it just didn't particularly interest me. The Aladdin sequels which I, I probably saw when I was more age-appropriate than the Lion King uh, sequels, That which is probably also a factor, I felt still sort of stayed in that world and did some interesting things. The second film, with its focus on um, Iago, mm. I thought was really interesting. The second film did not have Robin Williams Sorry, it focuses the on the parrot? A, a little bit. I mean, it, all the characters are there. The but... Taku. <laughs> Taku. Who is Taku? Uh, yes. During the, while we were watching this film, at one point, Alex brought up the character of Taku, and... <laughs> We are. Have you? We are not this? sure. We haven't. Taku doesn't exist. I swear, there's a Disney character named Taku. Um, how how are you spelling Taku? What? Well, I, thought, did, I didn't read it, it in taco, a book. T A C double O. Maybe it was T A K K U or K U. Is it not a Taku somewhere? I feel there's an animal familiar. We were talking about Star Wars at the time. Are you sure that you weren't thinking about Jakku? The planet Jakku. Yeah. I think I knew the difference between an animal and a planet. Well, but because we've been talking about Taku. To know, what's the bird in Lion King called? Um, there is Zazu. The, there is the Australian Zazu. musician, producer, and photographer uh, who's known as his stage name Taku, also known as Reagan Matthews. How do you spell that? T A hyphen K U. I don't know. Maybe it's Zazu that Zazu, I'm thinking that, of. Zazu, that would make sense to me. But that's the Zazu, Lion King. Taku. Yeah, but he's actually seen that one. I have seen the Lion <laughs> King. Oh, that's true. That's true. This is my Disney frame of it's reference. A bird. Okay, anyway, sorry. What I was going to say on the point of the, the um, of, of sequels, I feel like one of the things I quite liked about this, and I think I said it quite early and then regretted it and then said it again, was it's quite simple. Yes. <laughs> it was simple up to the point where I was talking too much and got lost and had to be explained through like the middle third of what was going on. But it was simple, really. The premise is quite simple in that, okay, there's a love that's, you know, unrequited or like it, it's, there's something that's gone wrong and whatever. But really it wraps up quite nicely at the end and I'm not left with any questions. I'm not left with wanting to see any more. Jafar's and the parrot is dealt with. Mm. Um, the genie's off. The happy couple, you know, it's all quite wrapped up. Yeah. They fly away on the carpet. So everyone's mm. there. Mm. I don't I don't have any further questions. I don't need anything more. It was nice and self-contained and mm. yeah, so I, I don't I don't watch that and go, you know what they need? A sequel. So number two is called The Return of Jafar. Would make sense because and that's then, the only way they're gonna get a film out of it. And then number three is the Forty Thieves and spoilers, it's um Aladdin's dad comes back. We haven't discussed the villains much yet, Iago or Jafar. 
I really like these Disney villains, uh, yeah. Nicola. They would be... I haven't done a ranking of my favourite Disney villains, but they, they'd be up there. That might be something I need to sit down and do tonight. <laughs> sure, Don't give Nicola ideas of things Disney-related she hasn't ranked yet. <laughs> She's just talked about a top ten several times and none of the films that I know are on it. So, <laughs> um, But where, where would you sort of put Jafar and Iago roughly in the pantheon of Disney villains? They're pretty good they're, hmm. because they're comical and I'm usually quite you know i lean more towards the comical characters yeah maybe oh like without really thinking about it probably in my top 10 okay yeah yeah i think it's fair i mean jafar is very sinister um and is just obviously drawn very angular yeah yeah he's he's a as, as a kid i remember thinking yep yeah, he's he's a very scary looking villain he's got a bit of a maleficent vibe about him see that just stylistically he's, yeah i was saying before he's animated by the same guy who animated scar and right. he looks a lot like scar yeah yeah there's, well certainly in the colors the colors and mm. in the face shape the long face and mm. the little curly beard at the end yeah, yeah i feel like scar was similar. also a little bit camp i feel like he, he had the was. same sort of well, they're mannerisms both, they're as very Jafar. sarcastic yeah um yeah that uh, kind of also scar was voiced by jeremy Irons, so it was always going to be a little oh, bit camp God. Really was he? That's yeah, great. yeah. I'll just be down at the shallow end of the gene pool, like you know, just just. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Severus Snape, <laughs> well, yeah, who was voiced by Jeremy Irons. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> well, no, well, but no, but sorry. Fun fact here, which I assume Stephen's going to jump in with, that Jeremy Irons played Alan Rickman's cousin brother brother in the Die Hard series mm. so they have oh, actually been related before they do have very similar voices yeah. at least I think they do certainly in my impressions they have the same voice uh, sorry <laughs> that was an amazing piece of trivia I'm <laughs> so proud <laughs> of you, you. Um, um, yeah so obviously we have Jafar I also really just enjoy Iago just partly because it is Gilbert Gottfried but also just a great sarcastic you know what? Normally, the sarcastic, wisecracking animal character is normally on the hero's side. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you know, like Mushu and Milan, all that, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Whereas having it with the villain, I thought was a wonderful partnership. It's, he's quite a nice foil to him. Yeah. yeah, I really liked it as well. I thought it really softens Jafar, yes. and that's what makes him a far more interesting villain because mm. he's he's comical, like you said. Like he's yeah. not just this dark presence. Like he's 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 quite funny as well. Mm. I obviously thought that Yago was. A, a good character in mm. my going into this film I just assumed that I just assumed that all of these characters would have been on the good side and that Jafar would have been by himself I didn't realise he had an offsider mm. I loved Jafar I think he was great mm. and I really liked that when he was dressed as the sultan and then he was a sorcerer and then he was a genie uh, sorry a snake and then he was a genie it didn't really matter what he looked like it was very clearly always him. Yeah. In the when animation. he was the snake, it was the same character. Like it didn't yeah. matter that he was living around the place. It had the same feel as Jafar mm-hmm. did. Mm. And when he was the genie and he was, you know, muscly and completely different, it was so obviously still the same guy. I don't know if it's because of the voice, if that carried mm. it through so well, but it didn't really matter. He was just this embodiment of being sinister and being, mm. you know, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic performance. It's it's a really great voice um, that that was used, and yeah, uh, he's just a great villain. Um, we haven't touched on Princess Jasmine yet, um, who is the Disney princess of this film. Do we have any particular thoughts about her? I don't like Jasmine. You don't like Jasmine? She's my least favorite Disney princess, and I can say that you've ranked 100... the Disney princesses. Oh, yes, one hundred percent. Jasmine is my I least don't favorite. Make it a habit to rank women <laughs> um i think that's demeaning thank you for that preface <laughs> um look 
I couldn't tell you anything about a character, really, for like a, a, a someone who could have been a, a reasonably strong feminist character. Mm. I think maybe just wasn't... This is the downside of having so many offsiders is that really Aladdin and Jasmine don't maybe have as much mm. entertainment value as the other people. So you don't really care mm. as much about them. Yeah. You care about them getting together. It's, but the, yeah. it's the Oklahoma problem. Uh, the musical Oklahoma, the two leads, in at least my opinion, are two of the most boring characters oh, in musical like theatre. Yeah. But all the characters around them, like um, like um, Judd Fry and um, uh, Ado a- 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 Annie and all these other characters around them are, are quite interesting. But the leads in Oklahoma, I'm just like, please go away. I just mm. want to get back to all the fun other yeah, right. characters. I-, I-, I agree that I think... Certainly, Aladdin and Jasmine do suffer from that a bit. We obviously spend more time with Aladdin. We get to see, you know, all his boyish charm and his roguishness and all yeah. that kind of thing and his relationship with other characters like Abu. We don't really get that with Jasmine that much. She's no. And she's very much just, you know, she is the princess and her position is restricting her life. I think it's also partly restricting her character and her ability to sort of properly express herself because mm-hmm. she's kind of just in rebellious teen mode. And mm-hmm. she has every right to be. But I think in terms of the way that the film's uh, narrative is is structured, we only really see her in states of emotional distress, like when she thinks Aladdin's been executed by Jafar and it's her fault, or when she's railing against Prince Ali, thinking he can come in and win her. We don't often get to see her in a positive light. And I I think that's an issue. Yeah. Having said that, when she catches Aladdin Jafar and the Sultan Mm. making decisions for her and she sort of storms in and tells them off for making decisions about her life, that was... Like, I was there for that. That was great. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. It was great. But but again... It, but she needed an offsider. Yeah. Jafar had she had, Iago, she did. She had the Tygo. Yeah. Not really, anything. though. Really? Like, she didn't really bounce any ideas off him. No. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Aladdin. Aladdin has oh, a case of the, I will just talk to yeah. myself, sort of. She did bounce an idea, because she goes, oh, Roger, what are we going to do? And he just makes a sad tiger noise out of, like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I feel like we can... Snip that out of the podcast and upload that as sad tiger noise yes. for free download for people just in no, case no. they want to know what a sad they, tiger noise is. They have to like. pay. I have oh, to make a living sorry, somehow. That's true. Um, yeah, obviously the film ultimately wraps up with a, a pretty clever way of uh, outwitting this all-powerful Jafar character. Yeah. You were impressed, Alex. I was impressed because I think I have this idea that... Um, I don't know. Why do I, why I have this idea that, especially in Disney, when everything goes wrong, there's some deus ex machina that's going to come through and save mm. the day, when really this was a reasonably logical way of taking advantage of someone's ego, not just in general, but specifically in that situation. It was where believable. I believed it. I thought it was clever. So one thing I, I did think about the, the uh, way that we outwitted Jafar... Um, which does have a Game of Thrones reference from the last season. So stop listening now if you uh, haven't seen season eight yet. Yeah, skip forward 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Only 30. Talk quick, talk quick. <laughs> uh, essentially, there's a lot of reliance on Deus Ex, Ma- Deus Ex Machina at the moment. Mm. And some things have been pretty unbelievable in recent episodes that have just resolved seasons worth of conflict. And that's re- left me really, really unsatisfied in that series. Mm. This, I was expecting the same thing, and I was like, oh, this is where it all started. Disney, you know, <laughs> getting someone to come in and save the day on a white horse and just solve it all. Mm. Um, and it wasn't, it was, it was mm. objectively more clever than the way than the most recent episode of Game of Thrones resolved itself. Mm. Uh, so hats off to them for that. It was simple to the point. 
believable. It made right. sense Satisfying. in terms of the logic of the world. Of, sure. of you know, this this logic of genies having a phenomenal cosmic power. Maybe living space. Uh, it was, and I love they use that line again. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it was just very, it was very nicely tied up. Mm. And also, th- this film is a lot pacier than I remember it. Like, a lot happens before yeah. you get to the genie. And then, like you say, the genie comes in and just kind of pours more gasoline on the plot fire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, but then when you get that resolution of, of Jafar and Iago getting trapped in the lamp, and then that that's it, they're trapped. Film's over within, like, 90 seconds, it feels yeah, like. Because then it's just, right, free the genie, big emotional moment. Oh, we can't get married because of the law. Wait, I have ultimate executive power, says the Sultan. I'll change that. Oh, don't get me started. Well, Alex, uh, for long-time listeners, they'll know that you are a lawyer. Yes. Um, and you had a few questions about uh, Agrabah's legal <laughs> system. <laughs> Um, Only, oh, anyway, why would you not just change the law in the first place? I think really what the Sultan needed to change was himself. And Aww. you can't, no lawyers in the world can help you do that. Um, so why the resolution of that plot um, was, oh, wait, can I just change the law? Oh, yeah, I can. Let me do that. Well, I think partly maybe he didn't because he was under the thrall of Jafar. Like Jafar was hypnotizing him a yeah. lot throughout the film. Maybe he's just been addled through like years of hypnotism. <laughs> Not that I'm laughing at the fact that he's addled. I'm no, sorry, no, it's, it's tragic it's, and horrible. It is a funny idea. It is um, a funny yeah. idea. Yeah, anyway, it just it just seemed like he's like um, Theoden from uh, the second Lord of the Rings film. He's got Grima Worm Tongue whispering into his ear, and he's just all old and. Ooh. I, I... And ideally, <laughs> going on all that, ideally, you know, he of course he was going to want to carry on that like royal bloodline, and he wants to be able to you know introduce another kingdom into it and all that kind of thing, and that's why he wants her to marry a prince, and that's why it's the law. And then at the end, when Aladdin, you know, that they reveal that, oh, actually, he's a street urchin and blah, 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 but he's just saved Agrabah, um, the Sultan says a line that's something along the lines of, you know, now that you've proven yourself. I know, he does say that, and it's mm. like, okay, why, have you been watching this whole time? Because if you've only seen <laughs> what you've seen, has he, he really proven himself? But he did just see him save Agrabah. Mm. Sure. How big is Agrabah, by the way? Are we talking like a town? Are we talking like a city? Well, it's, it's big enough to have a palace. Yes. Sure. But to be fair, it didn't look like many other people had much of that money circulating around. It was wasn't well, not much. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Economics. The ladies in the brothel were dressed pretty well. That's because they uh, they can charge reasonable <laughs> rates, uh, probably to the people who are in the palace. Yeah. Which law <laughs> allows yeah. that? Sorry, well, the, the point I'm making about a law <laughs> is that it might as well just again make it as simple as possible. It might as well have just been that Jafar had convinced him that she best marry a prince. Mm. And that yeah. it was completely undermining when this random prince turned up. Yeah, he'd already convinced him of this. Mm. I guess you would have ran into the problem of why don't you just convince him that no, you, that's not the case anymore. But it, it just it, it was just unnecessary to say. Look at that oh, kids' film. I know, and <laughs> I liked it, and I yeah. didn't have a problem with it. It was just if I'm nitpicking, then that's something I'm. No, no, please. No, that's fair. Pick those nits. You also said that. Um, <laughs> When Aladdin was initially detained and put into prison, that um, he he should have consulted his lawyer. <laughs> um, well, instead he consulted the monkey who freed him, <laughs> which was very he logical. Was a Look, could, could, could a lawyer have got him out of that prison quicker than the monkey with the key? Yeah, probably not. Okay. To be fair, I think the monkey with the key did a pretty good job, and the villain who was pretending to be an old man, yeah, um, who literally found a hidden, a hidden sort of passageway yeah i think they probably did better than legal aid would have done um not to disrespect legal aid they do incredible work um but 
was a hasty exit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like no lawyers could have done that better. Yeah. Not um, legally, anyway. Not legally. No, no. If they'd had both a key and an exit, mm. as Aladdin had, then maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, all in all, though, this is a really enjoyable film. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, it was nice. It's good. You know, we're having a laugh, enjoying it. Um, quick, pretty pacey as well, about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It's not particularly long. And it's just good fun. It's colourful. Yeah. Good, good songs. Yes. Um, I think it's certainly got some of the catchy ones, particularly, you know, uh, the Prince Ali song. That's a good song. I um, really enjoy that. Yeah, and you bump, can't go fast about a whole new bump. world as well. Well, yeah, a whole new world is kind of like the exclamation point on, on this whole thing. Although, sorry, <sighs> do need to point this out because I was saying before, I don't know how they're going to do a whole new world because is he rich or is he not rich? How is he going to show her the world? If he's not rich, he perhaps has less means mm. and will have trouble doing that it might be a metaphorical world uh it could be but i think it's fair to say that that song is a lie he's <laughs> lying to her because he's pretending to be a prince and when he says i can show you that he can't objective he can't he can on a magic carpet sort of the carpet gig though China? Yeah. they went to egypt it's not i can show you the world it's, <laughs> it's this rug i found in a cave <laughs> but it's show it, you the but world. it's hard Does to it make have a mouth i don't know yeah sorry yeah. you granted the genie freedom but you didn't grant the rug a mouth yeah it also i think it's hard to make the lyric um my magic carpet can show you the world scan so i think that's maybe why they they just shorthanded that but it, it is a fair point i've never considered the fact that that it's just very romantic iconic song, song yeah is a lie technically hmm. yeah but you know, hey kids, that's what happens when you keep watching old films. Uh, shall we have a bit of trivia about Aladdin? Yes. I'd love to. Okay, uh, these trivia tidbits are taken from uh, the popular website IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. Thank and you, IMDb. Yes, thank you. Yes, for... thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, they don't, but if they want to, get onto it. Uh, send me an email. Uh, info at thoughtjarproductions.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first bit of trivia during the course of recording voices, Robin Williams improvised so much mm-hmm. they had 16 hours of material to work with. Does that surprise anyone? That was literally what you said after that first scene of him in the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> you were like, I just feel like he just made up all these lines and then just went along with it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, you could you could tell when he. he even the first Come line on, when Lassie. he said Al or Din or Laddie and then they have like the Scottish and the whatever. That was so obviously something that he said that they had to animate around. And some animator has got this brief of, look, this is what Robin was going on about. Could you just make it work? And they've gone, All right. Pretty much. I mean, the opening scene where he's the street merchant was completely unscripted. Um, he was brought into a sound stage and asked to stand behind a table that had several objects and a bed sheet covering them all. The animators asked him to lift the sheet and without looking, take an object from the table and describe it in character. Much of the material from that recording session was not appropriate for a Disney film. <laughs> so, Again, classic Robin Williams. Yeah. In fact, uh, because Robin ad-libbed so many of his lines, the script was rejected for a Best Academy Screenplay Academy Award nomination because not enough of it had been written. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that that's yeah. really interesting yeah okay may he rest in peace yes. i think it <laughs> <laughs> was a weird time to bring that one up <laughs> just, we're talking about how incredible this man was yeah and i think it's very fair that he was mm. and i think we do look at it in time and him putting on accents of um you know particular cultures maybe is a, is probably a bit off now mm. um are probably not ideal so you would look you hear that back and you go mm, that's maybe not ideal but um he was he was just such such a gem. He was extremely unique. Yeah. I it, cried when I found out he died. I was yeah. living at Disney. Oh I, no. I woke up and got the news and cried. Yeah. I was in the less magical place of Bassendine train station when I found out oh. on my 
on my way into work. But look at that. You remember the day. Yes, yes sorry, because I, I was traumatized. <laughs> no, 2014. But I'm still saying. <laughs> yeah, I was, when was I, it? 2014. Yeah. Right, why do we know that? Because I was at Disney. Oh, sorry. Well, okay, well, that <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Sorry, when you say you were living at Disney, have you explained on the podcast before the fact that you have lived at Disney? I don't know. Would you like to take a moment? I think this is a good time as any, Nicola. <laughs> um, please explain. What were you doing living at Disney? I worked there. I was a cast member and I worked in entertainment with all the characters. I will disclaim I was not a performer because that's usually the first question I get. Oh, I was their attendant. But I had the best job because I got to actually use my mouth and talk to kids. And you didn't have to wear a big suit. Yep. But I think maybe one of the reasons that I dislike air quotation marks the movie aladdin is because i had a real incident with a guest when i was working <gasps> one time with aladdin and jasmine mm-hmm. and i like to call it the great agrabah fiasco of 2014 <laughs> <laughs> uh we are all ears yes tell me about the agrabah fiasco it's, it's really like in retrospect it's really not that much but at the time it was like oh my god so there was this Brazilian family who pushed into um, the line in front of another family, like Mm -hmm. in front of a couple of other families, while my back was turned. So I didn't notice them hop in the line. The family behind started complaining about it and called me over. And when I came over, the father of the Brazilian group was quite adamant that he had been there the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was about 98% sure that they had not been there previously, but of course I didn't see them sneak in. So I'm trying to deal with this um, Brazilian family. And trying to get like this, you know, trying to get them to tell me what exactly happened. And then this Brazilian dad takes out his phone and he's like trying to record videos of me and like shoving his phone in my face. And I was like, man, you can't do that. You need to settle down. You know, (laughs) we're at Disney. Everything's happy here. Mm. Mm. And while all this is happening. So the family behind him is like, you know, starting to use a couple of threats, getting quite aggravated. He's getting aggravated back at them. He's got his camera in my face. I'm trying to flag down a captain. And while all this is happening, I'm not watching what's happening with the characters. Someone has fainted. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. Somebody has fainted trying to, you know, they just met Aladdin and Jasmine and they were exiting. And we're all outside in, you know, Florida heat. This would have been like May or something like that. Right, so pretty warm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, all of this is going on. And then they kind of, you know, they wake back up and they're vomiting. (gasps) (laughs) So I'm pretty sure they were dehydrated. So they're like vomiting on the set. And I don't even know that this is happening because I'm dealing with these two angry families who are about to start fighting with each other. And yeah, it was chaos. Absolute chaos. This is the happiest chaos. place on earth. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is that the tagline? Good old Florida heat. Yeah. <laughs> how, the things it does. How did you resolve this? Um, I managed to flag down a uh, captain who was walking past who and, came uh, over. How does a... Is a captain like a security personnel? Or? No, the captain is um, like the entertainment boss okay. in that area. Okay. So... Um, they were the person that I would be answering to. Mm. Um, so they were kind of walking past because they look after a couple of meet and greets in that area and they just happened to be there and I flagged them down and they came over and then I realised, oh, look, someone's fainted. How mm. awesome. Um, and so we then had to get a custodian to come over and I had to escort Aladdin and Jasmine off set and it mm. was just chaos. So wow. did any of the arguing families get to meet Aladdin and Jasmine? No, there were a couple of families left in the line who did not get to meet them. A whole new world. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, that's it was pretty intense. Mm. And I, after that, I reckon the following couple of uh, schedule drops, I got scheduled about four or five um, shifts there, and I traded them all. <laughs> <laughs> I never worked with them again. Oh, <laughs> I was, was out of there. So this is why you don't like the film. 
No, but I do think that I never, you know, it's never been one of my favourite movies. No. But that didn't But help. that did not help. <laughs> <laughs> Jafar was originally more hot-tempered, whilst Iago was supposed to be a cool, haughty British type. Uh, the filmmakers felt that having Jafar lose his temper too much made him less menacing, so they switched the personalities of the two characters. And you were saying before that you liked how Iago, his sort of silliness, um, Alex kind of made Jafar a kind of better villain. And I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was a good choice. Yeah, I think I think the pairing worked quite well. I think it makes Jafar a bit more personable. What I found odd about Iago, though, is that there are a couple of... When he's impersonating different characters it kind of feels kind of Robin Williams. I feel like maybe he did Robin Williams set the bar and all of a sudden all the other comedic characters had to sort of follow like what he had done. I don't know. Because I didn't think Iago had to do that. Well, like, he, he did perfect mimicry as opposed to impressions. He's a parrot also, don't forget. Sorry, but why can he speak? And the tiger can't. <laughs> the monkey, who by the way, I think was robbed, I think is fair to say, because he was a character who didn't get a lot of screen time. After they met the carpet and the genie, the monkey was just sort of there. And yeah. he was an elephant for half of it. And it's like, mm, okay, I feel a bit sorry for... Is it Abu? Yeah. No, yeah, it's, feel... it's, it's Taku. Taku. <laughs> <laughs> who is Taku? Someone write in to Stephen, please. Everyone, flood his inbox with Told who you, Taku he's, is. he's a hip-hop Australian <laughs> he's musician. Not. Is someone... I'm going to Google this. Anyway, but you felt Ab- uh, Abu was robbed. I feel like he was robbed a little bit. Um... Iago got a good amount of screen time. He, he did. was entertaining. Uh, maybe because Jafar was magical, Iago was like an animal familiar in kind of like a classic D&D sense. And it actually gave somebody for Jafar to speak to. I suppose, yeah. He wasn't just because my... Because nobody I, else, nobody else was in it. on... Yeah. Mm. Like nobody yeah. else was in on Jafar's plots, you know? Mm. So it gave somebody for him to actually voice what was happening. As opposed to poor Abu, who was competing with the carpet and yeah. with Genie and like... And even Jasmine at some yeah. points. Like it was just... Yeah, I feel like I do feel sorry for Abu because I don't think he was necessarily n- needed. Mm. Um, I think Iago was, and he he served a really good purpose. I really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. a cracker thing with the Sultan. <laughs> sorry, so simple. But the first two times we're facing the cracker, and then when he gets it, when he captured him, and they just shoved him full of crackers. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like that's so funny. It was a real catharsis. Though. That was, was so great. funny. Yeah. Yeah. So small. So simple. Mm. <laughs> Um, scheduling conflicts with Star Trek The Next Generation forced Patrick Stewart to turn down the role of Jafar. Uh, he has said in interviews that, that it's the biggest regret of his career. <laughs> but can you imagine Patrick Stewart's voice as Jafar? You're right. I can. I don't think I like it as much as what we have. Yeah. Patrick Stewart's a great actor, but I, I just feel this... It would have been a bit too, uh, dare I say, Gandalfy. It would have been a bit too much like what we got with Ian McKellen as as Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings films a few years later. It would have been too austere. Mm. Uh, or, or, in fact, more like Christopher Lee as Saruman. Uh, that kind of very British, powerful, booming voice. I think it didn't... Mm. I, yeah, I kind of liked what we got. It would have been less camp. Patrick Stewart's... Uh, <laughs> because I, wa- I have watched in my time far too much Frasier, uh, <laughs> Patrick Stewart plays a character in Frasier at one point who's quite camp. He's a, a theatre... A theatre director or something like that. Doesn't sound like it. And and I can sort of see that he's a bit more camp in that than he would be in the Next Generation, um, from what I've seen anyway. Uh, so I see that as sort of working. Who voiced Jafar? Jonathan, someone. <laughs> wow, I, Nic- I, Nicola, I, in with the trivia. I adore. I adore the confidence uh, with which you said Jonathan, and then followed up with <laughs> what was obviously his surname. In someone. <laughs> Did you say it was w- w- Wagner? No, no it that was, was Scott Weiner. 
It was uh, Jonathan Freeman who was the voice. Freeman. Freeman. Uh, so what else did he do? Uh, he, amongst other things, he was Grimsby. He was the Little Mermaid on Broadway. He was. Which doesn't <laughs> oh yeah, at thanks. All. Well, he's he ha- well he has done a lot of stage stuff. He has actually played Jafar in the musical in the stage version. Right. So like he does he have the right body type? Um, well, we... not all voice actors really, you know. <laughs> the... A lot of the time though, they do animate based on. The yeah, I don't think he's no. as stick thin and uh, skeleton like as uh, Jafar. Is, oh, I meant but... more was he a snake, like a physical oh, snake? No, he's yeah, not a no. physical. Oh, snake. okay. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, he's uh, he's done that, and he was also uh, his his second credit on IMDb after Aladdin is as the ticket taker in the film with the producers in two thousand and five. So I'm guessing he's more of a stage guy. And is it fair to say? Because I did ask this in while we were watching the film of Nicola that. Actors who aren't famous before Disney don't have a chance after Disney. <laughs> Is that right? Because obviously Robin Williams was picked because he was Robin Williams. Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey, Godfrey yeah. uh, was picked because he was quite known at the time. Having said that, no one else we could point out of a lineup if we heard these actors' names for people who weren't well-known before. Yeah. Right? Was yeah. he well-known beforehand? Probably in theatre, but... I don't Possibly. believe he was that well known in film, no. But you know, it it, it is. So what... is Disney where actors go to die? No, it's where they go to get paid. Uh, yeah. But like... as the last thing they ever do. No, no, I don't think so. I I think also with a lot of what Disney's but... casting process is is for certain characters, it's about making sure you get the exact right person to do the voice. They might not necessarily be like like sure. a Tom Cruise or, sure. a, or a... the most marketable. Yeah, commercial, mm. like, okay, but you okay. get your marketable names in to play characters like the genie. Um, it's a draw. Yeah. yeah, like getting Jeremy Irons. And it works. Into play I mean, Scott. the, yeah, the, the sure. thing that I know about this movie is that Robin yeah. Williams is the genie. You yeah, know, that's the. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, it, it's like with Hercules. I don't know anyone except for the fact that uh, James DeVito. Woods is Hades and Danny DeVito is Phil. That's that's kind of it. Danny DeVito's in Hercules. Yeah, yeah. He's the trainer. Who's Phil? He's the little, the little um, fawn goat-looking man. I oh no, I probably is. did know that. Okay, yeah. it's been a while since I've seen Hercules. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it, but okay. Robin Williams provided the voice of the genie at union scale rate, which is the lowest legal pay rate a studio can give an actor, on the proviso that his voice was not used for merchandising, so for toys and things like that, uh, and that the genie character would not take up more than twenty-five percent of space on a poster, ad, billboard, or trailer. When these wishes <laughs> were not granted. He withdrew his support for Disney and the film. As a result, his name was not included in the Art of Aladdin book, which just referred to the voice of the genie. And he was not available for the direct-to-video sequel um, Aladdin and the Return of Jafar or the Aladdin TV series, mm. uh, both in 1994. He was replaced in those by the voice of Homer Simpson, Dan Castellaneta, yes. who does a pretty good genie voice. He does. He's yeah, not right. bad. Sorry, I just assumed that the sequels that we were just talking about would have had Robin Williams in them. Robin Williams came back for the third one. Right. By that time, um, there'd been a change. Uh, the Disney chairman of the time, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, had been fired and replaced by Joe Roth, and Roth made a public apology. Uh, they then agreed to stick to the original promises of the deal, so he came back for that third film. Uh, Dan Castellaneta had actually already recorded stuff for the third film, but they just threw it all out once Robin Williams <gasps> oh, was back. That's rough. To be fair, he's had a good run, hasn't he? Oh, he's He's got a regular gig. <laughs> like, yeah, he's... Because I, I, I did say, all I know about Disney is probably what he's taught me through The Simpsons, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the Simpsons-Aladdin connection for oh, you. right, thank you. Uh, in a preview screening for the movie, audience did not applaud after the big song numbers. The animators wanted applause, so that's why the genie has an applause sign at the end of Friend Like Me. Huh. <laughs> Huh. That's hilarious. 
They actually have that um, during one of the Disney World Castle shows, like the big mm. nighttime fireworks. They do a big friend like me segment, and then the big applause thing comes across the castle flashing. Right. <laughs> okay. I mean, we didn't, nor did we. To be fair, several members of the room were singing along at the songs at the time. Mm. One. And it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear. (laughs) Look, it was was fun. Uh, Some of the um, alternate casting options. Oh, yes, please. Okay, so we have a couple of alternates for Jafar. We already heard, obviously, about Patrick Stewart. Mm -hmm. I just want a simple yes, no. Do you think these these guys could have done it? Mm -hmm. Tim Curry. Yes. Yes. He would have been great. He would have been good. Yes. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. He's the villain in the um, Beauty and the Beast sequel. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He plays an organ. I bet he does. A piano Sorry. organ. A piano organ. Sorry, you said Beauty and the Beast. I thought Lion King. I was like, <laughs> why, is, Africa? why is there an organ? Are oh, you mispronouncing orangutan? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Kelsey Grammer? Oh, I no, not at all. Really? I... Think... Sorry, as Jafar. As Jafar. Yeah, oh, I think I When they were going with it. that previous... Oh, look, he can be quite camp. Mm. Think about him as Sideshow Bob. No, but he would have played him as Frasier. That's the real thing. Iago, I need the diamond in the rough. <laughs> Go and get it for me. <laughs> and um, then you would have had to have cast look, David would, Hyde Pierce as Iago. He does menacing as Sideshow Bob pretty well. Mm. Um, look, yeah, I think he probably could. I don't think... I actually think more of the talent of Jafar was in the drawing of yeah. him, the animating of him. Mm. I think that's what made him really entertaining. I think a few different people could probably have done mm. his voice. And... Uh, John Hurt? Is that okay. Ollivander? Yes, that is Ollivander. <laughs> That's the only role I know him okay. in, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, another theatre It Very theatre He also had a bit more of a raspy voice, and I don't think that would have worked for Jafar. I think it he needs to be... He seems very gentle. Yeah. Yeah, as, as, a, as a humble wand maker. <laughs> yeah. uh, Christopher Lloyd? Who the hell is that? He played... The guy from Back to the Future. The doc from Back to the Future. Oh, I've seen. Iago! I've seen one of them. Okay, so they're basically the they're, in the they're looking at the <laughs> they're looking at. I don't know why that line is the, the most important. But he, they're basically looking at people who can be a little bit camp, that have a, a strong commanding voice. Yeah, right. Probably Pretty much. Around, but yeah, I mean, but, the the final one on this list is Ian McKellen, who again I feel would have suffered from the Patrick Stewart problem of just being a bit too refined. I think. Mm. I think what they had was. Poifect. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I think they had a good one. Yeah. Plus, he didn't need to take more attention than he needed to. Robin Williams mm. was already the, the person who stole the show. Mm. Uh, a couple of the actors who were considered for the voice of Iago, uh, Danny DeVito. Iago had a voice? That's a parrot. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Did he say that much that he needed a voice? He spent most of his time impersonating someone else. No, no a, a lot of the time he was Gilbert Gottfried, remember? No, he was just shouting. Uh, all right, sure. Polly want a cracker! That guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Thank you for that. I don't think I would have liked Danny DeVito in that role as much. Well, the other one was Joe Pesci. Um, Yeah, right. Yeah, Alex knows. Uh, Joe Pesci was one of the burglars in Home Alone. He was the short one. I was going to say, was he the tall one? (laughs) (laughs) 50%. (laughs) You did, you got it wrong. He's Um, he's also famous for being in a lot of mob films. I was thinking of, is it Steve Buscemi, the guy with the... The, yeah, it's the, not. Yeah, the Joe guy Pesci, with the eyes. Yeah. Yes, Joe okay, Pesci. That's is, what I was thinking Joe of. Pesci is not Steve Buscemi, um, <laughs> but he's the guy who is uh, most well known for going. You think I'm funny, like a clown? Funny like a clown? That speech from um, I think 
I can't remember what film it is now, but one of the famous mock uh, films. Is it going to be cas- not Casino or something like something that? Something like or... I, I wanted to say Casino, but... Yeah, I can't remember which one he was yeah. in. He was in a few. Point is, it would have been a very violent version of Iago. Uh, so I'm kind of glad they went with Gilbert okay. Gottfried. Uh, and finally, for um, the genie, so obviously mm-hmm. very much tied to Robin Williams, yeah. but these were some of the people that were considered. John Candy, who was obviously still alive. Uh, Who's that? Okay, so John Candy, very big... Uh, he's in Cool Runnings. Oh, is he the, the yes, 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 yes. Mm. I mean, no for the role, but yes, I, I know Also, him. if you haven't seen Planes, Trains and Automobiles with... Uh, is it Steve Martin who's in that with John Candy? Uh, I believe so. It's been a long time since I've since I've watched um, PT&A. I think... Oh, goodness. That's very funny. I've never yeah. seen it. Uh, John Goodman was also considered for the genie. Do you know John Goodman? Uh, yeah. 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 He's been in two other Disney movies. Okay, because he's been in Disney. Okay, yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> um, Steve Martin was considered for the genie. I th- uh, yeah. Well, yeah. To be fair, we were just listing people who were very popular yeah. at the time. And Eddie Murphy. For the genie? Yeah. No. But keep I in think mind he was that- very good as Mushu, and I think that was the role for him. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was in a Disney film. Oh, He's Mo- in Mulan. Did you say Mushu was in Mulan? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You should and- see Mulan. You'd really like it. Yeah. What's, the, what's, the, what's Mushu? Mushu is a dragon. small Chinese dragon that oh, right. uh, is like, like the, family, the family guardian of yeah. Mulan's family. And okay. so when she starts to go off on her adventures, he's trying to prove himself to the ancestors. So he goes he off. He wants to become like a, an actual um, guardian. Yeah. He's, he's kind of really. just like the... Oh, sure. So he's like a guardian in training. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Okay, okay. And yeah, Eddie Murphy plays that and he's kind of brilliant. He's really... You'd yeah. really right. like Mulan. Do you think, yeah. Okay, cool. I think you'd mm. find it really funny if you liked Aladdin. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's mm. good. Uh, and the final bit of trivia that I have for you is that Aladdin throws an apple to Jasmine several times throughout the movie, including when they fly over Greece on the magic carpet. Mm-hmm. In ancient Greece, throwing an apple to a woman is considered a marriage proposal. That's terrible trivia. I, well, I don't know if that was something that the animators knew about. Sorry, throwing an apple at a woman... Was considered a marriage proposal. At a woman or to a woman? This says... Oh, sorry, this says... Okay, this says... Awful. This says two. So I don't think you can just walk past an orchard and go, Hey, you, bum, we're married now. I choose you. <laughs> I don't want to uh, point out, but there is a bowl of apples to your left, Alex. There is. Nicola is in throwing range. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first proposal on the podcast. (laughs) So with all that being said, uh, it's time for us to score the film. So uh, we score it out of 10, obviously with one being whoa-oh and 10 being wah-hey. Alex, as you have not seen the film uh, until today, you get to go first. What score would you give Aladdin out of 10? I think I will give it a strong 7. A strong seven. Is... Oh, is there anything more I need to say? <laughs> no, no. I think that's that's perfectly fine. I think I'm happy with a strong seven. Look, the reason I wouldn't put it higher is because it's obviously not the film that I'm going to sort of go out and watch. It's kind of a bit arbitrary how I'm going to rank this out of ten, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought mm. it served the purpose that it needed to serve, and I found it really entertaining. So, mm. it, it, yeah, that, that's entirely fair. Uh, Nicola, what about you? What are you giving it out of ten? Um. I was probably going to say a seven as well. It's mm. not up, you know, I've already said this before, it's not up there with my favourite Disney movies, but I really enjoy it. I think it's a good film, very funny, um, simple in all the best ways. Yeah, mm. I, I do enjoy it. I, I'd agree with you both. Uh, for me, I, I would give it a seven fish, fresh fish, out of, out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I, when did that happen in the film? In the last place. You must have been talking. <laughs> 
Yeah. Sorry, that's some shade. By talking, I was asking questions about plot development. Mm, because you'd missed the previous plot no, development. No, you weren't. Because I was talking. Yeah. No, it's, it's in the marketplace when uh, there's the guy with pistachios as well. Yeah. Then just this fish comes into shot and it's this guy going, right. fish, fresh fish, like that. Was that, was that Jafar? It was no. not Jafar. But Jafar could transform into people so you didn't know who he was going to be. That's you true. didn't know that. I- you didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I thought he could be anywhere and anyone. No, no, you did not. I was asking you, do you think that's Jafar? (laughs) No. I thought it was a man with a beard. And then it was Jafar. Having said that, the one person I thought was not Jafar was the guy who was in the prison cell. (laughs) 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 Look at me now. (laughs) Yes, well, um, it was a delight uh, to watch this film again. And uh, thank you so much, Alex and Nicola, for joining me on this episode. Thank you. You're very welcome. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. Hey, we are the Patreon. That's a special exclusive club where you can hear bonus material, some of which was probably cut from this episode. Uh, If you want to hear that, that is uh, available at our Patreon. Uh, Just go to patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast, sign up, become a member, and get those bonus goodies. Uh, We're also available on Facebook. You can leave us a message there, your own reviews. Um, Just go to Facebook and search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club in their search function. And of course, make sure that you are subscribed uh, so that you get a fresh episode fresh fresh episode each and every week uh delivered to your podcast provider of service itunes soundcloud whatever you want we're probably on there but that's all for this week so until next time goodbye You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. Made you look.